Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to It's Rainmaking Time. This is Kim Greenhouse. It gives me great pleasure to welcome Gary Dunn. He is the founder of a wonderful newsletter and site called The Caretaker Gazette at caretaker.org. Now, Gary does something very unusual. He provides a unique newsletter that contains property, caretaking, and house-sitting jobs, advice and information for property caretakers, house-sitters, and landowners. And he's published this since 1983, and it's the only publication in the world dedicated to the property and caretaking field. For those of you in global systemic transition and life transitions, this could be a fabulous opportunity for you. And I just think he's doing something very unusual that allows people to leave what they're doing, to try something different, to do something responsible, but to take the pressure off and also travel the world. Welcome, Gary Dunn, to It's Rainmaking Time. Good day. Good day, uh, Kim. Uh, thanks for having me on. Talk a little bit about how the Caretaker Gazette was inspired. Well, there's always been a need out there, and uh, for years, and even today, uh, a lot of people uh, connect with the uh, property. You know, caretakers and house sitters and property owners connect via word of mouth. And so we practice uh, what we preach. My wife and I have been caretakers on and off for uh, decades. And prior to uh, the Caretaker Gazette, it was pretty much you had to be in the right place at the right time to learn of a caretaking situation via word of mouth. I mean, you know, talk to a property owner, someone who knows a property owner who has a need for someone to live in their empty home somewhere. And uh, we did grab a few situations uh, like that back in the 70s and 80s. But again, you just had to be in the right place at the right time via that word of mouth for, for that to work. So we s- knew there was a need. There are empty homes in all 50 states and foreign countries. There will, for various reasons of inheritance and spec homes or wealthy people having too many homes to live in, there will always be empty homes uh, all over the world. And uh, unfortunately, a lot of the property owners who have an empty home learn the hard way that if they leave their home vacant for an extended period of time, they're going to run into theft, vandalism, or maintenance uh, problems with their empty home. So there's always been that need, and there's always been people uh, like my wife and myself who would love to live rent-free as a property caretaker someplace. So because we had been practicing what we preach, we knew there was a need, uh, excuse me, we knew there was a need, but there was no way to uh, service that need. There had to be a better way than just word of mouth. Or sometimes uh, years ago, we used to look through classified uh, ads in the newspapers, uh, but uh, we're not very successful in finding a, a caretaker wanted ad in, in classified newspaper ads. So uh, there had to be a better way, and that better way has been called now the Caretaker Gazette uh, since uh, 1983, and the whole uh, purpose of the Caretaker uh, Gazette is to help the property owners and potential property caretakers find one another through either the uh, the pages, because we're still in print, uh, of the Caretaker Gazette, or online at caretaker.org, where our subscribers can log in and view all the property owner listings and then connect directly with the property owners who are looking to find people to live in one of their uh, empty homes somewhere. Isn't there a bigger 
supply of people who are caretakers than there is a supply of homes and properties to care for? In some cases, yes. Like a perfect example, Kim, is uh, we just received a new property listing in the Bahamas. And the uh, property owner is looking for someone to live rent-free in their beautiful home uh, in the Bahamas from January through April. Now, I know a lot of people in Minnesota and North Dakota who wouldn't mind uh, living rent-free on a Bahamas island from January through uh, April of next year. Now, on the other hand, so so anyway, so so that uh, listing in the caretaker gazette, that property owner, I'm sure, is going to get a lot of applicants. Uh, We have heard on the other extreme say uh, someone uh, in that, the opposite direction in North Dakota, if they need a property caretaker to live in their home uh, starting in January of any year uh, in North Dakota, well, we've heard from um, some property owners that they get very few, if any, responses because maybe there's not too many people that want to go to North Dakota in January. I'm sure it's freezing, but, yeah, but, but I, see what, I see what you mean. To answer your question, uh, Kim, uh, it really depends on the situation. Sometimes we get short-term situations where it's only a week or two when someone goes on vacation, and some uh, potential property caretakers, they don't want to pick up and move just for a week or two. They're looking for a long-term assignment. And then we have uh, school teachers, as an example, who use the Gazette, and maybe they only want to use uh, the rent-free living opportunities in the summertime, and we get some long-term positions that could last for years. So those school teachers aren't even going to bother responding to someone who has a long-term assignment. So it really it depends on uh, the, each situation is going to be unique. Do the caretakers have to be bonded? How does it work in terms of the detail? Again, that's up to the uh, individual property owner. Some will do a thorough background and security check. They'll ask for checkable references. They'll do all kind of screening and due diligence. And we've heard from some others that they do everything on a handshake. If they feel that the applicant's going to be trustworthy and reliable, and if they give the property owner some references, and the property owner will call the references, and the references seem to check out, and they feel comfortable, and they feel they can trust the applicant, uh, we've heard of some of these situations being done on the handshake. Wow, that's really nice. I would imagine the high-quality people that come in, you can do that, but I imagine there's a whole section of people who will do background checks as well. Well, yeah, well, there's a whole group of folks uh, that, uh, particularly the wealthy who have numerous homes and they do everything by contract and in writing, they'll have a, a, a prepared, a written contract with all the duties, responsibilities, all the nitty-gritty details, all in writing. So this way, and these, again, these are the long-term situations for multimillionaires, um, they, these people own homes, uh, vehicles, companies, etc. So they're used to doing everything in writing, and they do all the kind of uh, background and security checks and all the, the right due diligence, and then they put it all in writing into a contract, and both parties sign the contract so that if it is a long-term situation and if one of the responsibilities is, uh, I don't know, in the summertime to uh, cut the lawn once a week and and 
the property owners uh, show up one year and see the uh, the lawn hasn't been cut, well, then there's no excuse if you have that in writing and both of you sign it and one of the stipulations is that the lawn must be cut in the summers uh, or the snow shoveled in the wintertime, well, then uh, there's really no excuses if those duties and responsibilities aren't completed. Talk to me about the profile. Why wouldn't a property owner just hire somebody? Well, uh, there's... Uh, um, some that that will and will go ahead and use uh, there's some employment agencies that advertise uh, again this is usually for the celebrity crowd and we we have some celebrities and very famous names the kind of people have too many homes to live in who do uh, use the caretaker gazette are you at liberty to disclose that no, uh, because of all these privacy laws, and 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 also we get a lot of uh, calls, say uh, each year from someone who says, "I work for a famous person, and uh, they have given me the responsibility to take out a subscription and start advertising because my uh, my celebrity boss just bought another home off the internet this weekend, and they're going to use it uh, one weekend a year, and uh, we just found your website." caretaker.org. And so my boss told me to order a subscription in my name. We've had some very, we've had some of our subscribers tell us they've interviewed with some very famous, well-known celebrities. And we didn't even know that uh, the celebrity is is, uh, on our list because they had one of their uh, personal assistants or a secretary or someone on their staff take out the subscription in their name. So uh, unfortunately, we're not... uh, uh, allowed to, to uh, no problem. So, talk about the profile of the caretaker, him or herself. What are they looking for? Why are they doing it? Well, the primary number one reason uh, people subscribe to the Caretaker Gazette, they're looking to live rent free. You can do uh, a lot of things if you get that monkey off your back called rent or mortgage payments. And if you get rid of those uh, rent or mortgage payments and start living rent free, we have a lot of artistic subscribers who tell us they love to paint or, or do their music or write or whatever their creative endeavor might be. And uh, because they're stuck uh, in uh, as a waiter or waitress or some nine-to-five grind, some day job that they don't really care for, they really can't get that artistic uh, output uh, uh, out there uh, because they're, they're so tired by the time they're through with their nine-to-five. So they say, you know, if I can get rid of this rent payment or mortgage payment, and if I can live rent-free long-term, um, and then I can have all this time to do my writing or painting or music or whatever they happen to be into, uh, it's a great lifestyle for people who want to to live uh, very uh, inexpensively because for most people, rent and mortgage payments are their bi- biggest expenditures. What about cars? What about cars, Gary? What about the ability to be mobile when you're a caretaker? Well, a lot of our subscribers will have a a car, and they'll go from assignment to assignment. They'll go to one position for whatever the time period is, and then when they finish that, they look in the Caretaker Gazette for the next assignment and drive somewhere else. And then others, um, we have some urban or city positions. And uh, I know when I years ago when I lived in Midtown Manhattan, uh, New York City, I I didn't want a car. I, I 
it's some places you don't want a uh, you know a vehicle and others like LA you're you're dead without a vehicle so it again it really depends on the location but i would say uh, by and by most of our subscribers do have a car so that they can at least uh, have some you know, way to some transportation to get around and to get to a different assignment after they complete one assignment we have a we have a lot of modern nomads who go from assignment to assignment, and one of the ways they do that is they'll drive to uh, different locations, first for the interview and first to uh, check out a new location and a new opportunity, and then uh, you know, dr- obviously drive there if they ex- accept the caretaking assignment and move into a new location somewhere. So they're still paying for their telephone. They're still paying for their Internet connection. They're still paying for food. They're still paying for their own insurance for their car and gasoline. Basically, they're not paying rent. Uh, well, yeah, but in some cases, as I mentioned, we've got some very wealthy people. In addition to providing uh, free housing, some of these will also offer a stipend because they realize, the property owners will realize, that many people do have expenditures, like you just said, and they've got to put food on the table. So they will. Uh, a lot of our listings in the Caretaker Gazette will mention, you live here rent-free, we're going to provide you a, a monthly stipend. And again, each one's going to be different. And some, some positions in the Gazette have a lot of work. We have some large estates with uh, acres and acres of property. So some of these caretaking positions um, might have 20 to 40 hours a week of work. And for those, uh, those are full-time uh, property caretaking positions that come with free housing, salary, benefits, vacation. Uh, some of these positions come with vehicles, uh, insurance. The, the whole nine yards is covered for some of these large, uh, wealthy estates. Very interesting. Many, many years ago, how many people were subscribing to the Caretaker Gazette compared to now? Well, we started from scratch, so we started from zero to uh, over 10,000 now, but out of those more than 10,000 subscribers, about half are property owners. That's what I was saying. We have some uh, celebrities that we find out about later because their secretary or somebody will subscribe, uh, but we also have some famous names on our mailing list, and when you, you get a Rockefeller subscribing and on your mailing list, you know that a member of the Rockefeller family is not subscribing to the Caretaker Gazette to locate a rent-free living position. They've got too many homes to live in. And so uh, when you have a Rockefeller on your mailing list, like we do, uh, then uh, they're looking to find people who advertise in our Situations Wanted section. So we have dozens and dozens of people available in each issue of the Caretaker Gazette uh, who who will run an ad about themselves saying, please contact me, I'm available to live in and take care of your property. So we have thousands of property owners who subscribe solely to locate people and, and hire them for one of their property needs. And how much does it cost to subscribe now? Well, uh, we have an online uh, version that starts at $29.95 per year, and we still do it the old-fashioned way. We have a postal subscription where we can mail the Caretaker Gazette to a subscriber's mailing address, and that costs $34.95 per year. And then we also offer two- and three-year subscriptions. 
What are the challenges in this kind of business that you're in, which seems to be expanding and exciting because there's more need on both ends for the business? Are there challenges that are unique to your business? Uh, not really. I mean, we're the only publication of its kind. Uh, there's uh, some competing websites, maybe if, if that's what you're after, and, and they're all, they all seem to be overseas. And a lot of these overseas websites have taken what the Caretaker Gazette has been doing since 1983, and they'll pop up with a new website, and sometimes uh, they don't last, and they'll, they'll disappear, and, and we get complaints. Sometimes we'll get someone who will call us and say, I subscribe to this website, and, I, and they're in Australia or New Zealand or England or somewhere overseas, and, and now I can't find the website. They've disappeared, and we have to explain, well, I'm sorry, we, we only have one website, caretaker.org. It's uh, part of the Caretaker Gazette, and I'm sorry if you uh, subscribe to some website that has disappeared. There's been a number of them that have tried what we've been doing for almost 29 years here, and they weren't successful at their, doing their website, and then they just fold up and, and disappear. What about Europe, Gary? How is it different in Europe, for example, for the Caretaker Gazette presence to supply both the caretaker and the property owner to find each other? Well, actually, our international listings have been on the increase since uh, the popularity of the Internet. As more and more foreigners uh, use uh, the Internet, we uh, as an example, we're just coming out with our brand new January-February 2011 issue, and we have 26 different foreign countries in this brand new issue. And I know about, say, 10 years ago when uh, the Internet wasn't as popular, and particularly overseas in foreign countries, um, it, we didn't used to have as many foreign listings, but uh, we're getting more and more European uh, listings, Asian uh, listings also we get a lot from Australia, and uh, they're all coming right through our website. They go to caretaker.org, they click on advertise, place their advertisement through the website. So uh, with just the spread of the internet, we're getting more and more uh, different countries. Some countries we've never had in the Gazette before uh, ever, and uh, that's primarily uh, coming right through um, our website. So they will meet each other through Caretaker gazette.org and after that you're not involved in it anymore are you no we, we never get involved with the deal we're just publishers we publish the, all the information uh, from either a potential property caretaker who will advertise in our situations wanted section and then the wealthy property owners contact them directly to make all the arrangements directly and vice versa the property owners will list their empty homes uh, in the Caretaker Gazette, and then our subscribers contact the property owners directly to make all the arrangements, and we never get involved. And uh, also, uh, in addition to uh, more and more foreign uh, uh, property owners, and some of, the, some of them might be Americans who have a property, uh, like, say, Costa Rica and a lot of uh, Central Belize, Central America seems to be pretty common with a lot of Americans owning a second home. And some of them have contacted us saying, I would feel more comfortable being that I'm an American, having another American uh, house sit and watch my home in Costa Rica. Um, some have not had pleasant experiences 
with some of the indigenous people in certain areas, and they'll contact us and they'll advertise that way. And, and we uh, did a count last year and found that we have subscribers now in 80 different countries. So um, not only are our listings expanding internationally, but just our subscriber base is, is going all over the world now. Where did you do the caretaking with you and your wife? Where did you go? We started in a uh, rundown hunting lodge in the Pocono Mountains of Pennsylvania. Uh, back, uh, our first caretaking gig was in the late 70s, and we found that via word of mouth, where it was a thousand acre hunting camp that was used uh, one week a year. The first week of December is hunting season out there. And they'd have all these hunters come and stay in the hunting lodge. And then pretty much the rest of the year, this hunting lodge was vacant. And they started having some break-ins. And it became apparently a party house for some of the local teenagers from some of the damage and some of the things stolen and liquor bottles and beer bottles left behind. And so uh, they, uh, we heard through word of mouth that they really needed someone who could uh, vacate the uh, the hunting lodge in December when all the hunters came and did the the, the deer hunting. Um, but then the the um, the hunters weren't there from uh, pretty much January to through the next December, and they needed somebody just to occupy. Uh, the this hunting cabin uh, they they had uh, upstairs uh, there was about uh, 20 bunk beds there were like 30 uh, hunters that belonged to this hunting camp and they'd all come in the, on December 1st each year the first week of, the, of deer season opening all the hunters would come um, and uh, stay upstairs and then like I said the rest of the time it was vacant so we happened to hear about that situation contacted the president of the hunting club and interviewed uh, with him and said you know we can stay here and watch over it and we can fix up some of the things that were damaged and we can make sure that there's no trespassers and et cetera, et cetera. so that's where we got our start and uh, again from word of mouth and talking to friends a lot of people said wow I'd like to uh, live on a thousand acres and nobody around and privacy and there was a private lake and just beautiful woods there and um, uh, we just again realized well there, you know there's a need all over the world for uh, some way for property owners and potential property owners to uh, property caretakers to connect and uh, there's got to be a better way than just word of mouth and and so that better way has been uh, the caretaker gazette all these uh, 29 years now where was your next caretaking project or assignment uh it was in idaho that's a pretty place <laughs> yeah, yeah. in the mountains of, of uh, idaho so we went from uh the, the hills of Pennsylvania to the, the true true mountains of uh, Idaho. But uh, again, in the Caretaker Gazette, we cover all uh, 50 states. And as I mentioned, our new issue is 26 different foreign countries. So it's a widespread. Uh, a lot of our subscribers tell us they can go any place and uh, they, they wouldn't mind living rent-free anywhere. And then others... Uh, maybe they're getting a job transfer, or maybe they grew up uh, in, in California and uh, and went e- east someplace and missed living in California, so they uh, subscribe to the Caretaker Gazette in order to get back to California or wherever they, they want to go. Do you travel much now? No, unfortunately, the, the Caretaker Gazette keeps us... Uh, pretty uh, busy and uh we we don't do the kind of traveling we did in our uh young, younger days let's say how long have you lived in texas 
Uh, we're now in our seventh year in, in Texas. This is our eighth location. The, the Caretaker Gazette has been published uh, in Illinois, New Jersey, Idaho, Washington, Arizona, Wisconsin, and now we're publishing out of Texas. You've lived a lot of places. And, and overseas as well. Where overseas? In Namibia and South India. Wow. Which part of South India? I was in India for a month. <laughs> uh, Cody Canal. It's one of the hill stations um, in... Uh, Madras? South, uh, close to, to uh, Madras. Yeah. One of the wow. British uh, hill, hill stations. And um, my wife and I, and with our young children, many years ago, uh, were volunteer school teachers at the Cody Canal International School in Cody Canal, India. What an interesting life you lead. Yeah, my wife and I uh, have that gypsy blood in us, and we do like to travel, and Texas will not be our last stop. We have uh, visited 40, lived in and visited 45 different foreign countries, and when my wife and I met over 30 years ago. We had a pipe dream to visit every country in the world, and there's 162 different foreign countries, and we've only hit 45. So we have a long ways to go, but raising three kids and running the Caretaker Gazette has been a full-time gig, and uh, when uh, we eventually retire, uh, we're going to hit the trail again, live overseas again, and start adding more countries uh, to our list. Of the 45 countries you've been to so far, do you have a few favorites? A lot of people ask us that. Uh, we really enjoyed certain countries in the Middle East and um, Southeast Asia, I, I would say. Uh, th those two areas, uh, pro probably because we, we like uh, warmer climates and warm people there, and also maybe because we in, in some of the areas, we've been to a lot of third world countries. We, our philosophy was when we're younger, let's hit the tough countries. Let's go to uh, and living in Namibia and, and living in India. We're not uh, very easy compared to first world countries, but we thought let's do it while we're younger, and then as we age, we can hit the easy countries, uh, the first world countries. And so, as an example, uh, we've never been to Australia and New Zealand, and to us, those are first world uh, easy countries. But we figure when we retire, we'd like to spend some time there and visit those countries. So a lot of the third world countries uh, where we've gone, as an example, where we were in uh, Namibia, there were no other Americans uh, in the town where we lived for uh, six months. And uh, you really get to know the indigenous people and the lifestyle when you're living right there with them. And there's there's no other uh, Americans or, or tourists or or uh, a lot of the things that we just all take for granted here in America. So we had some really good experiences in uh, in a few third world countries, and um, that really gave us the travel bug uh, many years ago, and we miss it, but, uh, you know, responsibilities come first, and running a business and, and raising three kids uh, have taken our priority for the last about 15 years, and uh, in a few, our, our youngest daughter is graduating high school this coming May, and she'll be off to college, and then uh, uh, my wife and I will probably be hitting the road again. Wow. Where are you going to go first? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, Something must be brewing. I have another question uh, while you're thinking of that one. <laughs> well, well the one, one beauty of owning the Caretaker Gazette and running it, we've had, I've got a list of invitations from property owners to spend time 
with them uh, or when their home is empty somewhere. And so I've got a whole list of different countries where we have been offered uh, free accommodation to go and, and basically be, become a caretaker for a period of time at some of the property owners who have listed their homes, and, and our list is in the dozens. That's beautiful. So, so we've, yeah, we're, we're lucky we've got those opportunities. What was the country that you enjoyed the most in the Middle East? You said you had visited the Middle East. Uh, we happened to bump into, when we were uh, staying in Cairo, Egypt, the uh, tourism director of Petra, Jordan. And I don't know if you're familiar with Petra. Uh, it's an ancient city outside of uh, Amman, Jordan. And anyway, uh, when we met the, uh, the, the Jordanian tourism director of the ancient city of Petra, he invited us to, we were taking the same flight uh, from Cairo into Oman, and he invited us to uh, spend a week with him and his family who lived right there in Petra, which is a fascinating uh, place. Uh, and so we spent a week there, and then we spent more time in Oman. So I would say Jordan uh, was one of our favorite countries, and uh, we would enjoy going back. And this is uh, going back 25 years ago. I'm sure a lot has, has changed, but we had such a wonderful time uh, in, in Jordan. Um, that right off the top of my head would be uh, one of the favorites in the Middle East. It's amazing how when you are traveling internationally, how when you meet good people there, it flavors your entire stay in that location and enriches it. Yes, yes, indeed. Well, I really want to thank you for coming on the show and sharing about the Caretaker Gazette. And I wanted to ask you if there's anything else you'd like to say. Well, if anyone has any questions, if there, if any of your audience is interested in living rent-free and would like to learn more about how they might be able to do it through the Caretaker Gazette, uh, hopefully you'll be putting up some kind of a link or something to caretaker.org. Uh, or if you just do a search for the word caretaker, we've been one of the top Google hits for that that search on the word caretaker. So it's very easy to find our website. But we have some helpful videos. I give out some advice on the website. And we have some sample pages and caretaker profiles where you can read about people who are living rent-free. So if any of your audience is interested in the rent-free living uh, lifestyle, uh, please ask them to check out caretaker.org if they want to learn more. We definitely will have a link on the site also, it'll be up on YouTube and also on iTunes as well. Thank you so much for joining us, Gary. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Gary Dunn from the Caretaker Gazette. Thanks, Kim. Take care. Thank you.